Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of The Rant. Um, Again, for those of you who haven't listened to uh, my last episode I put out, just want to let everybody know um, some exciting news. I have partnered uh, with a company called Jagoff Sports. That's right. They're a Pittsburgh-based sports blog. Check them out at the website jagoffsports.com. You can follow them at Jagoff. I think it's Jagoff underscore sports at on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Jagoff at Jagoff hyphen sports on Instagram. Check out their pages if you want to. If you're more of a Pittsburgh sports kind of guy, I know I have a lot of people who listen to this show in Pittsburgh, um, but you know they also do some interesting topics that aren't just Pittsburgh sports related. But they're my new uh, partner here. They'll be putting my content up on their website, so I'm greatly appreciative. Um, they made me a new logo. They got me. Um, all hooked up. My stuff is going to be available on their website in the near future. Uh, but for right now, I'm just plugging them on my program and soon, uh, we'll be getting into that whole partnership and you guys will be along for the ride to know, uh, what all that entails for everybody. So today on the show, we're going to talk about a couple things. Um, one is something that is absolutely pissing me off and I'm sure, um, a lot of people will attest um, to the fact that this is just annoying and we live in, in, in a culture today that you cannot escape it. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move forward. Uh, we're going to talk about the possibility of Brady moving and what that means for the NFL, as well as some other big NFL free agency stuff. We'll talk about Kansas City, um, their parade that's going on right now. We got some crazy news about that. So all of that we'll dive into here, um, and we'll start with the light stuff first, and, and then uh, we'll end the show with uh, with a good rant, you know, for the, for the show's namesake. Anyway, so the Chiefs have a Super Bowl uh, parade underway. It's going crazy. Um, previously, before the parade, you had Travis Kelsey doing a beer luge off the Lombardi. If you didn't see that video, um, I'm gonna I'll try to like link it. I know I've retweeted it, so if you follow me on Twitter, at the rant Eli, you can see that I retweeted it. ESPN put it out. It's just good old fun. I am 100% a supporter of when you win a trophy, party your freaking face off, okay? When you win a championship, when you win the biggest prize in your sport, party your freaking face off, okay? When the, when the Penguins won the cup, in 09. They took the cup to Mario's house. And I mean, there's so many crazy cup stories. They sunk the cup in his pool. They sunk the Stanley Cup in Mario Lemieux's swimming pool. Okay, that's freaking crazy. Do stuff like that. I love it. I love stuff like that. Okay, people just get absolutely wrecked. I mean, when they won the cup, I think it was in 2016, Olimata got so drunk, he fell asleep outside on his patio. Okay, he he was falling all over himself. Okay, there's people chugging beers left and right, right? Travis Kelsey rips a beer, beer loses off the Lombardi trophy. Okay, that's badass. Do crazy shit like that. 100% accept, I 100% accept doing crazy stuff like that. 100%. Then today at the parade, all hell breaks loose. It's crazy. And, and rightfully show, all hell should break loose positively, not negatively. We'll talk about the negative stuff, talk about the positive stuff. They haven't won a, a Super Bowl in 50 years in Kansas City, Missouri. 
obviously the town is going to go ballistic when that happens, right? I guarantee you nobody's at work. Everybody's down downtown now going crazy. It's going to be a huge party all day long. I guarantee it. Okay, Patty Mahomes on the back of a bus gets tossed up a beer, just absolutely cracks it open, it foams everywhere, chugs it, and throws it, the empty can back in the crowd. Like, these are things that we should all live for as Americans. Okay, I 100% condoning. Okay, I condone it. Too, I can't even tell you how much I condone this because I just, I, I just 100% sell. I, I mean, 100% I buy. Buy this 100%. When you win the ultimate prize of being the best team in your, in your sport and winning that trophy, you party your freaking face off. And that's exactly what's going down right now in Kansas City. In fact, it's going down so bad right now that some guy, I don't know if he was drunk, I don't know if he was crazy, drove his car into the parade field, like where, you know, where they had blocked off the streets. His car is, I mean, the video clip of it, uh, I'm pretty sure I retweeted it on my Twitter, is like, looks like a crumpled beer can, his car, because it was so smashed up. And then there's like a five police car chase that ensues of him trying to avoid these cops. And this is all happening probably under, you know, 50, you know, 40 miles an hour. And there's like all these cops on foot, like chasing after him. I mean, what a stupid move to drive your car into the parade field, right? The entire city is there. Like all the cops, right, are there. Like if you wanted to commit crimes, you should just go to the outskirts of town because no cop is going to be there to stop you because they're all at the parade. Anyways, dude drives his car in, looks like a crumpled beer can. All of a sudden, four like cop cars come out and just start trying to pit maneuver this guy and put him into the curb, and it's just absolutely crazy. You got drunk dudes climbing trees to get to the top to see the parade better. Uh, just watched the video right before I got on and did this episode where the dude's climbing the tree. His pants are like sagging down below his ass. And then he falls like 25 feet out of the tree and just whacks the pavement. I mean, this is crazy, but rightfully so. Party your face off. Okay, what you do, you know, in your own party, you know, you have to live with the consequences. If you get a DUI, that's your fault. You break your back falling out of a tree, that's your fault. You want to get drunk and start throwing shit everywhere? Cool, whatever happens after that, that's your fault. Like, do it, 100%. I mean, I get it. And people put out, you know, the uh, the Kansas City Police Department put out a, a a response on Twitter that said that you know it's a Super Bowl celebration, not the purge. Which I don't know. I beg to differ. I think you should be able to purge, and you just have to deal with the consequences of your actions. I'm not saying that you get the full right to just go out and straight up murder people, but you 100% should be able to party your face off after not winning a Super Bowl for 50 years. Like I love when teams win championships that haven't won them before, or it's been epically long right and honestly i wouldn't have found the way about the philly championship but they beat the patriots so it was like you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend type deal whatever but uh i so on board with the celebration i think it's awesome i'm glad for the city of kansas of the city of kansas city jeez and uh glad that everyone's having a good time out there remember stay safe you know and listen if you don't want to go down there with all the crazies don't go down there. I mean, uh, it's pretty straight up obvious. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but you know what? It, it is this day and age. I guess I do have to say this. But yeah, if you, if you don't want to go down there, 
and deal with that, then how about you don't go down there and then don't complain about it if you live in Kansas City? Because I know there's probably people because we love to complain, and I'm going to bring you know that whole thing back later in this episode. But we do love to complain as a society, and I guarantee you there's people complaining. Oh, there's so much traffic. Oh, everyone's being crazy. Oh, it's just annoying. Like why? Mm, whatever. Those are people that don't care about football. Anyway. Uh, Talking about this whole Brady moving thing, I guess the new uh, news is that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, that's right, the the Las Vegas Raiders, are the number one favorite now, according to Vegas, that Tom Brady will be their starting quarterback next year. Now, a lot of people think that's a smart move. I don't necessarily think so. I think... Him and Gruden are not going to get along. I think it's going to be a hard sell to go to a place in New England where you know the offensive coordinator so well, and you've, he's been there for so long, and you've had that rapport with him where he can just let Brady have full autonomy of the offense. I'm sure you know he calls plays, obviously, but when you have a guy who's literally seen everything that there could possibly be, every type of defensive scheme, you're going to give him a lot of control, a lot of autonomy to run an offense. Rudin is a guy who I don't think lets quarterbacks have autonomy. I think ultimately he's the guy who likes to be the smartest guy in the room. He's the guy who likes to say, this is my playbook. This is my offense. You're going to run it the way I see fit. I don't know if Brady can do that at the age of 43 going on 44. If he can say, hey, you know, I'm going to give you some control, Brady. Or Brady's going to be able to to curtail to Gruden and say, I'll listen to whatever you want to say. Right? And you also look at the offensive weapons that Oakland has, and nothing really jumps off the page there. Sure, they have a good running back. Sure, they have you know some other weapons. I guess that tight end that they had, whose whose mind is my uh, name is escaping my mind at this moment, but he had a pretty good season. But other than that, they don't have a, like a, a good wide receiving core. So why would Brady leave a scenario in New England where the receiving core is pretty god awful and go to a place where the wide receiving core isn't that great to begin with? I get it. There's a lot of, you know, the Raiders have some picks that they're going to have in the draft, so on and so forth. But I just don't see how you can just rebuild and retool that offense without major offseason moves to try to go get people. As opposed to what was the, the, the front runner, but I guess overpassed now by Vegas, was the Los Angeles Chargers, who I thought would be the best option for Brady to go to. Brady and his wife, obviously, Giselle, are very much in touch with the Hollywood scene. They're very famous, right? L.A. sounds like a good place for them. They would obviously not be the main limelight down there for the NFL because the Rams draw the most attention. But with the Rams, the the way they played, and getting a guy like Brady in replace of Rivers, I think that team could steal some of the limelight away from the Rams and become more more of a focal point. And I think you look at the offensive talent that exists on the Chargers roster. 
You see that talent, you say, okay, I got a number one wide receiver in Keenan Allen. He's probably one of the best in football. Mike Williams is a great number two guy. They got speed all around there. They got good running backs. I know Melvin Gordon didn't have a great year, but Austin Eckler, I think, is a better feature back than him anyway. And he's cheaper. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut ties at Melvin Gordon. And I think they should roll, roll with Austin Eckler. He was averaging like seven yards a carry before they switched and Melvin Gordon came back with that you know horrible business decision on his part to sit out as many games as he did. That's another story. And if you want to know my thoughts on all of that stuff, you can dig down deep into my later episodes where I tell you why you don't pay running backs. And I'm sure that conversation will come back up because some fool will pay a running back. But we all know my stance on that. Unless you're new to the show, I suggest I have, you know, I have over 100 episodes. Listen. Anyway, so I think it would make more sense because Brady would have more weapons and leverage in a place like the Chargers because they've always been second fiddle to the Rams there in L.A. since they moved to L.A. They could say, listen, if you want to be relevant, you'll let me run the show. Not the full show, but you'll let me run a lot of the show. You're going to let me run the show for two years, tops, because I don't see Brady playing much more than that. And you're going to let me run this offense. It's going to be a quick scheme offense where we get the ball out of my hands quickly. You don't need great offensive line talent to do that. And I think that's the most suspect thing on the Chargers currently is their weak offensive line. I understand they were riddled with injury this year. That, but that position, that, that group on that team is definitely the offense's weakest link. Everywhere else at the skill position, they have so much skill. I don't think it makes sense. When you look at the overall bigger picture, I understand the place, maybe Vegas draws some attention, maybe because it's a new stadium, maybe because it's a new fan base, maybe because he can be the, you know, like Oakland could be pursuing him because bringing Brady in would help get more fans, right? I, I had read an article earlier. This was about, I want to say, six months ago that stated they were they were having a difficult time selling season tickets in that new stadium in Las Vegas. And if they don't get a certain percentage of season ticket holders to buy in to that stadium, they lose revenue right off the beginning. So I think this move isn't much about winning as it is putting butts in seats in Vegas. And if that's the move, I could understand 100% why Oakland would be trying to get Tom Brady. Because he's the biggest name in the offseason, regardless of talent. His name will put people in the seats. So from a business perspective, it makes sense for Oakland. But for a Brady perspective, it doesn't make sense for him to go there. Because he's going to have to curtail to what Gruden says. And on top of that, he is not going to win a championship with the Oakland Raiders. Do you know who the Oakland Raiders have to play twice a year? Every year. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Super Bowl winning uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Those guys. He's got to play those twice a year. He's, he's not. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. I get it. And you could say, well, he has to do that too if he goes to the Chargers. I understand that. But why would you go to the team with less talent to go face off against 
the Chiefs twice a year. If you're going to have to deal with facing off against Patrick Mahomes twice a year, you might as well go to the team that has better offensive talent and honestly a better defense as well. I get it that that uh, the Raiders defense is young and has a lot of good up and coming talent, but I think the, oh, as it sits right now, the Chargers defense is probably better. And if they hadn't lost James and you know a couple other players on the defense, I thought that defense was going to be you know I think the Chargers were the biggest letdown this year. I thought the Chargers were going to be a playoff contender. And I said that at the beginning of my NFL predictions, and obviously I was dead wrong. But I just think if you overall look at the thing, Brady has more leverage. He lives in L.A., which I get it. Vegas is right down the road, still three hours away. And, and he gets to live. He already has a house in L.A. He could live in L.A. His wife could deal with L.A. It just makes more sense for him to go to L.A. And I think, if anything, the smartest move would be just to stay to stay in New England. 100%. Smartest move is just to stay in New England. But if you're New England, right, you what are you going to do here? Are you, are you willing to give up, you know, more draft picks, more capital to try to put players around Brady to win championships? Or do you think that that window has closed and it's time to move on? I don't know what you do from a general managing standpoint. I think that's why this is such a big issue. I can see 100% both sides of the argument. I think the smartest thing for Brady to do would be to stay where everything is stable, where he has the best coach in the league, he has his offense coordinator who he really likes, who didn't go to Cleveland, who stayed there in New England, and he has, you know, he understands the offense at an age where it would be, I think it would be more difficult for him to try to come into a new, a new place and either convert those players on that current roster to a new system or to have Brady learn an entire new system. Not saying that he can't do it. I think Brady is more than capable of learning, of learning a new system. But it's, do you want to do that at age 43, going on 44? I don't know. I don't think I would want to do that. I think I just want to ride it out with who I was. But at that same exact argument, you could flip it and say, I'm now speaking for the, the management staff of New England. And I say, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Because my hands are really tied in this scenario. I have a guy who's helped win, you know, eight Super Bowls for this, you know, for, or, you know, to get us over the hump. We've won, won eight Super Bowls with him, right? He's been an unbelievable, unbelievable person in this locker room, right? The face of the franchise and, uh, and, and all that stuff. And it, and you have to sit there, um, and say, is it worth, or I'm sorry, six, six Super Bowls. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of how many they've been to, which I'm wrong on that too, which is nine. But yeah, he's won six Super Bowls. He's been to nine. He's done so many great things for your franchise. And you have to say, are we willing to part ways with this guy and kind of give it this weird rocky ending, you know, where we're not okay with riding you out, but like, honestly, the, you know, what we saw last year isn't good enough for us to win championships, but are we okay with where we sit now? Because this is the problem to get a guy to replace Brady, right? You would think that you need to be in somewhat the top end of the first round to get a guy who can succeed Brady at a high level. I understand you got Garoppolo in the second round, blah, 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 all that stuff. 
Yes, but most most likely you need to be higher up in the first round to get a guy to to succeed him. So if that's your school of thought, you're never going to be up there while you have this this roster you have now because I feel like you're playing in a very weak division. You're always going to win the division, especially with Brady, who's been so good against divisional opponents. And your defense is so solid right now that it can carry your team through the regular season and win you enough games to where you can definitely go, you know, win nine games, win 10 games, and be in contention where you are with the current roster, winning nine to 10 games easy and could help you. That could be enough, really, to win you the division. I know everyone's going to say the Bills, all that. Yeah, I'm saying nine to 10 wins could win that division every year. So you have to look at that and say, if that's where we are right now, if we go and become a 9-10 to 10 win team, we're going to be drafting in the 20s. That's not going to get us there. We also got rid of a second-round pick to acquire Muhammad Sanu for Brady. That draft pick didn't pan out this year. Didn't look good. Muhammad Sanu didn't look that good. I think the reason he didn't look that good is because there's no Julio Jones on that team. So when Muhammad Sanu had to become a now fecal point of an offense, or feature point, geez, fecal, well, either way, I guess, <laughs> because that offense was terrible, the feature point of that offense, there was no Julio Jones to draw coverage away and leave Muhammad Sanu open. He, there, it, it, didn't, it was terrible. It didn't work out for him. But now you've lost a second-round draft pick in that. So now you don't even have the draft capital if you were to lose Tom Brady to another team to go up and get another guy to get rid say okay we'll give you our first and a current second to move up to go get a guy you know higher up in, in the midway in the first this draft or or later or whatever you're trying to do you now lost draft capital and if Brady lose if you lose Brady that second losing that second round pick really hurts because now you gave it up to for a playoff run that didn't pan out and on top of that, you lost the quarterback, and now you don't really have anybody to secede him in that position. So it's a real shit sandwich if you're New England. But I think the smartest thing for Brady, and ultimately probably the smartest thing in, in all for the Patriots, I think is just to let Brady stay at least, see if he can sign a one-year deal. See if you can patch things up and get something going so you can maybe get back in the realm of everything one more time. But I think Brady's going to use this as leverage. I think he's going to go talk to people. I think he's going to go listen to offers from other teams. I think he's going to you know, really flow around. Because if you think about it, he's been underpaid for a very long time in New England. And I think on a one-year contract, he could make pretty good money for a team that has a lot of, of capital left to spend in the salary cap. So those are all things that we'll definitely talk about uh, moving forward as more information in, in the offseason starts to kick off. But those are just some, you know, some food for thought there. Another thing, I'm going to close out the segment. This is going to be the rant, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. I have a bone to pick with everyone who complained about the Super Bowl halftime show. And my argument isn't anything but this. J-Lo and Shakira, 50 and 43 years old respectively. Okay? Over 90 years of age. Combined ages. Okay? Not that that matters, but that's just showing you they've been around a while. If you didn't know that J-Lo and Shakira 
were going to go out there on the world's biggest stage and shake their shake their butts for everyone in the world to see. What did you actually think they were going to do? They've been doing that since they became famous. They've been wearing skimpy outfits and dancing and shaking their butts on stage their entire careers. What did you think when the NFL announced, I don't know what, nine months ago that they were going to be the Super Bowl halftime show? Because that stuff comes out ages in advance. Did you honestly think that was not going to happen? Did you honestly think that they weren't going to go out there and do the same thing they've been doing since the dawn of their existence on this planet as entertainers? They're entertainers. They've done this their whole lives. They entertain people. They entertain people by dancing and they entertain people by singing. And they did a hell of a job. It was as advertised. Everything that happened on that stage was as advertised. It was 100% what I thought when they said, hey, J-Lo and Shakira are going to be on. I bet you there's going to be lots of dancing and lots of booties. It's exactly what I saw. Lots of dancing and lots of booties. And I don't understand how anybody in their right mind can be mad at that. Because that is 100% what everyone should have co-signed on what was going to happen when you had Shakira and J-Lo performing at the halftime show. Listen, here's the great thing about being the consumer, everyone. Okay? And that's why I love capitalism. And that's why I love America and the free market. Because you get to choose what you view. Okay? But that doesn't mean you get to have an opinion on everything. No, you can do that in your own house. We don't have to blab about it and say, well, it offended me because they're wearing skimpy outfits in front of my children. Okay, consumer, turn the, turn the channel. Turn the channel. Turn the channel. Turn the dial. Move on. Stop watching. Okay, here's an idea. You go out to a restaurant. Oh, you go in there. You order bad food. Guess what you do? You don't ever eat there again. You've now made a consumer decision. You didn't like it. You didn't eat it. You're not going back. Done. Same thing with the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. You are the consumer. You're consuming the entertainment on television. If you don't like it, turn the dial. Push the button. Go watch the news. Don't watch sports entertainment. And everyone who's offended and saying, oh, well, that's the opposite of what the, what the NFL should stand for, women empowerment, and now we're just, you know, we're just like curtailing to the fact that, you know, women dance in skimpy outfits for our entertainment and yada, yada, yada. And that's the opposite of the message the NFL should be sending. Okay. So you're offended by women dancing in skimpy outfits, but you're okay with men banging their heads together for your entertainment, getting injured, and also supporting, you know, alleged child abusers and domestic abusers on the field because there was one, if you weren't aware. His name's Tyreek Hill. He was an alleged child abuser who hit and, you know, allegedly hit his son multiple times, his two-year-old son. So you're okay with watching him perform, but you're not okay with watching a girl in a skimpy outfit shake her butt on national television. This is what's wrong with America. And this is when it comes back to what I was talking about before, is everybody loves to complain just to hear themselves complain. It's complaining to just complain. If you didn't like it, turn it off. But I guarantee you, none of you did. None of you complainers out there turned the channel. You watched the whole thing so that when you were able to get your Twitter fingers going, you got out there and you said, oh, I watched that whole thing and it was just disgusting. 
oh, then why did you watch the whole thing? Right? That's like, it's just common sense. Right? It's, it's just common sense. You should, as a consumer, know, oh, I should turn the channel if my, you know, three, you know, my five-year-old son's in here, and I think this is inappropriate. If you think that's inappropriate. But I'll have you know, if you go to the beach, you know, and any and any major beach in the in the country, you'll see pretty much the exact same thing you just saw. Girls in bikinis. Because that's exactly what you see. And you can go do that for free at the beach. But again, somehow we have in America, we have this complex, we have to complain about every little thing that happens in society. And and, and, the, and the stupid thing was. We knew this was going to happen for nine months, people. Okay? J-Lo and Shakira have been doing this for the better part of their lives. Okay? J-Lo's 50. Shakira's 43. They've been doing this for a very, 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 very long time. We knew when they got up on that stage, they weren't just going to come out in, uh, in, in trench coats and uh, start trying to sell Girl Scout cookies to people. No. We knew exactly what they were trying to do. They were going to try to dance and shake it for our entertainment. And if you got a problem with that, I have a problem with you. And you know what you can do as the consumer? You cannot listen to my channel anymore. And it really will not bother me any bit at all. So if you're one of those complainers who complained about the halftime show, do me a favor and just don't listen to me. Because I have a problem with you having a problem with me. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening to the show. If you like what I had to say, please share the podcast with friends, families, cousins, dogs, uncles, cats, whoever. Remember to check out Jagoff Sports. Uh, follow them. I, I'll tag them on all my stuff from now on. I got my new logo. It has all that stuff. Remember, please share the podcast. Please follow me on my social media platforms, and I will continue to bring you guys great content, and I will see you guys when I see you.